Our prayers have been answered. The fifth and final starter for your L.A. Clippers is the main man himself. Terrence Mann was named the fifth starter for the Clippers. What does it mean? Why did Ty Lue go with Terrence? I've been so excited to do this one since the news broke on Friday on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Vizieri, born and raised in L.A. and beginning my 19th season as a Clipper fan this week. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. Clipper, L.A. sports, and NBA content and Locked on Clippers free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, where I want you to let me know what your reaction was to Terrence Mann being named the fifth and final starter for the Clippers, did you wish it was Rocco? Did you wish it was Norman Powell? Did you wish it was someone else? Let me know what you thought. But in this episode, we're going to be talking about that, reacting to it, what that move means, why Ty went with him. Xavier Moon was also cut by the Clippers, so I'm going to be talking about that and what that means for the point guard rotation for the Clips. And then the second unit, where did they land now that Terrence Mann is a starter but before we do that this episode is brought to you by game time get the best deals on last minute tickets with game time the nba season is starting this week so it's the perfect time to download the app right now and get ready to get some really good deals even if you have to wait till right before the game to get your tickets but let's get right into what was a move that I was ecstatic about any regular listener to Locked On Clippers or Dime Dropper knows how long I've wanted Terrence Mann to start. It's been about a year now. I'd say it's been about a year, maybe a year and a half. But last season, it was so evident that he had to start whether it be over Reggie Jackson or over Marcus Morris. And eventually it was the whole, the front office is strong arming Ty Lue into starting Terrence in which we were playing what some argue was the best basketball we had played in the entire season before we had gotten Russ. Remember that famous 10 and two mark with Kawhi, Paul and Terrence Mann all playing together. That starting lineup was joined by Evitsa Zubats and I believe Marcus Morris. Yeah, Marcus Morris and then maybe a little bit of Eric Gordon some games. I can't remember off the top of my head, but the point is with those three in the starting lineup, Terrence, Kawhi, and Paul, we were playing great basketball. Then Russ comes, and Terrence's role gets reduced again, which is one of the biggest reasons why I didn't want Russ before we got him. But I personally don't believe that just having Russell Westbrook should mean minimal Terrence Mann. I don't think that they play the same role. I think they're very different. And Terrence Mann is honestly more suited as a wing player off the ball 
not necessarily a point guard. He's our emergency point guard and might have to play some of that role with Bones Highland out for a little bit, especially given that the Clippers cut Xavier Moon because they need to get the roster trimmed down to 15 guys and three G League spot or two-way contracts. So the Clippers right now only have two real point guards on the roster. Remember, they don't have Jason Preston anymore either, who, by the way, signed with Memphis. I think he'll be playing for their G League team, so good for Jason Preston. But Bones, Highland, and Russ are all we got at that position. Now, we know Terrence is serviceable there, but what he is really best suited to do is play alongside star players. He shot the ball at a 38% clip from three last season. He's great at attacking closeouts, one of our best finishers around the basket, one of our most athletic players, which makes him one of the best finishers around the basket. Very strong. He likes to run, and he cuts. He moves without the ball. He's probably the best instinctive cutter on the team. When, when I say that, I mean it's not a play that involves him cutting or screening or rolling. It's just, oh, the defense is locking in on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Let me cut because my defender's taking my eye, his eyes off me. That kind of thing. And Terrence, you know, crashing the offensive glass. The little things that help you win games. Everybody compares him and Bruce Brown because they're both from Massachusetts. They're both friends. And they both kind of play that similar game. They're not really on-ball creators, but they're great play finishers and great guys that you want around stars. I'd say Bruce Brown is a better defender right now. But Terrence Mann, I think, is the better shooter. And he's just our guy. Last season, his stats won't do him justice. Nine points, 3.4 rebounds, 2.3 assists. His shooting splits were obviously fantastic at 52% from the field and 39 from three. So not even 38, 39% from three. He was awesome when it comes to shooting the ball. But the thing about Terrence is last season, he only averaged 23 minutes a game. These are the players that got more minutes than Terrence last season. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, Ivica Zubats, Marcus Morris, Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson, and Eric Gordon. The fact that Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson were getting more minutes in 2023 and the Clippers were struggling defensively tells you everything you need to know about how bad last season's process was. Ty Lue said repeatedly this summer, we need to take the regular season more seriously. And you know what? As much as he's talking about the players, I think he's largely talking about himself as well. Because every single time we lose games that we weren't supposed to lose last season, the whole team would downplay it and say, we're just figuring things out. Ty said it, we're just tinkering. You know, we're, we're just getting our guys back. Look, I know we had injuries at the start of the season, but as I've mentioned many times, the only real addition we made last offseason was John Wall. This offseason, all we've made is K.J. Martin. We've re-signed guys. It's our first full season with Russ, Bones, and Mason. But our only new signing is that's going to actually play minutes is K.J. Martin. We have the same team. So there's none of that tinkering in this and that. But starting Terrence Mann and saying you're going to do that is a step in the right direction. And it lets me know that Ty Lu may actually be on the trajectory for that redemption season that I talked about in one of the previous episodes last week. If you haven't checked that out, go listen to it. I gave reasons why I believe this season Ty Lu will redeem himself from what was his one bad season out of three as a coach last season for the Clippers. And Terrence Mann starting, here's what it does. The reason why I think Terrence got it over Robert Covington is because Terrence is younger, Terrence is more athletic, and we are looking at 
a guy that can best guard the point of attack, meaning the best players on the other teams that's fighting over screens, that's guarding the best players. And most teams' best players these days are wings and guards, not bigs. If it were bigs, I think Robert Covington would likely be starting at the power forward. Now, the way a lot of people tweeted it was that Terrence Mann is going to start at power forward. I want to reemphasize this because Ty said the same thing. This is not the NBA you grew up on. It's not even the NBA that I grew up on. Okay, and I'm tr- whether you like it better or not, I'm trying to let you understand it. And that is that the traditional power forward, a 6'9 and over brute that could rebound, usually knock down the mid-range shot, played around the basket, was a tough interior defender, that doesn't exist anymore. Teams prioritize, or it's very rare, right? Teams prioritize guys that are basically were threes when they entered the NBA in the early 2010s and whatnot. And now they're big forwards playing the four to space the floor and sometimes be used as secondary rim protectors when your bigs get pulled out of the paint. Aaron Gordon is the perfect example of this. He started out his NBA career as a small forward and then he slowly became a power forward as the league went to small ball. Marcus Morris was a small forward. Nicholas Batum on those Portland Trailblazers teams. He was a small forward to LaMarcus Aldridge who was the real power forward. And now he's the power forward in this modern NBA. Has he grown? Has he gained weight? Maybe gained a little, but not really. You get my point. So the point is, Kawhi Leonard is really going to be guarding the fours. Why is that? Because we don't want him running around too much chasing guys over screens and because he has great hands and is a good shot blocker for a forward that I think him has secondary rim protection if Zoo gets pulled out of the paint, which, by the way, we don't try to do very often since we play a drop scheme to keep Zoo in the paint. That's another reason, right? Because Zubats is going to play drop coverage so much, we want a guy that can navigate screens well. And let me tell you, last season he struggled a bit in the second half of the season, but he's better than the other guys we have, and he really does try to fight and chase over screens. I think he's honestly better guarding off ball at times when it comes to screen navigation, but this is the thing. Terrence Mann being that guy as opposed to what we had last season, whether it be Eric Gordon or Marcus Morris. It's just a major upgrade. And if you want to set a screen with uh, switching Paul George onto him, good luck with that. You want to set another screen? Oh, look, Kawhi's coming. Another one, Westbrook's coming. So teams are probably going to target Westbrook as the weakest link, but oftentimes Terrence is just going to be put in the pick and roll to defend with Zoo. And I think Terrence and Zoo is a very solid combination. I think when Zoo really struggles in drop coverage is when you obviously have drop coverage killers like mid-range assassins, but also a guy that's not doing a good enough job at the point of attack to really change or alter the shot of that ball handler. You know, you don't want to leave Zoo in situations where he's guarding two players at once, which you saw a lot of in the first half of last season. Terrence Mann is better at the point of attack than Robert Covington. Robert Covington is a good secondary rim protector because he has a seven-foot wingspan and he's three, four inches taller than Terrence when Zoo's out of the game. But because Mason Plumlee is not as good of a rim protector and usually will come hedge the screens... That's, I think, what Ty's thinking. And I would do the same if I were the coach, personally. 
have Rocco play with Mason to have that secondary line of protection because Mason's not the best rim protector. And because if you're really going to not trade for James Harden because Terrence Mann's holding up the deal, well, then you better show him respect by giving him the minutes that he deserves. And this is a big-time step in the right direction. But coming up, going to be talking even more about what the move means and what it means for the second unit. What is our second unit? Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about Game Time. Game Time is the best place to get the best deals on last minute tickets. I remember one time my mom came home from work. This was back in 2012. And she was saying, let's go to the Clipper game against the Rockets. And it was my first time watching Lob City. And she came home late. We were not going to get to the game on time. And I hate getting to games not on time, especially as a kid. But you know what? We still made it there. And we got ripped off by a scalper and paid like $90 to sit in the 300 section. With game time, that would have never happened. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats. Just download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-N-B-A for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. The Locked On Ultimate NBA Season Preview is here. A six-episode series with all 30 of our Locked On NBA team shows. From contenders to tankers, we go in-depth into the biggest storylines heading into the season. Catch all six episodes on Locked On NBA on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Your boy was on the second Contenders preview, the Contenders second tier episode with the Lakers, Warriors, Sixers, and Cavs. Check that one out. But anyway, let's continue talking about the great news that my favorite clipper, Terrence Mann, is now starting. Now, when you think about the curse breaker game six against Utah, game seven against the Mavs, Terrence Mann started both those games. Terrence Mann is better as a starter. Yeah, he brings that energy off the bench, but he is even better as a starter because he gets more confidence when he scores and Paul George and Kawhi get him good shots. He's very good cutting off Paul George, especially when he's attracting a lot of attention because Paul George sometimes throws some really wayward passes when he kicks the ball out or has to throw a longer distance. Cutting to the basket, making Paul George make a pass of shorter distance usually helps him out and gets Terrence Mann some easy buckets. But what I really like is that Terrence and Russ are going to be playing together more. And some people are like, oh, well, you know, they're both not very good shooters. Look. Teams are going to treat Terrence like he's not a very good shooter because he still hesitates. He still doesn't always shoot the ball with confidence. Terrence Mann needs to just stare at his stat line and realize that he shot 39% from three last season, and he needs to let it fly when he's open. Even if his three ball drops to 35 36%, that will be fine. 36% on five attempts a game to keep the defense honest along with the other things that he's going to do is going to be great. I personally think he's going to average 12 or 13 points this season if he continues to start for the duration of the season, which I think he will unless we trade for somebody like Harden or Jeremy Grant or something like that. But I think Terrence 
should average like 13 points, five rebounds, three assists, and really solid defense. And I just love the ability in that starting lineup to switch one through four. Ty talked about what he was looking for in that position for the fourth, I'm sorry, the fifth starter. And it's the ability to switch one through four. Rocco struggles to guard those quick guards of the NBA. I mean, the first game, we got Anthony Simons. That's a game for Terrence, not necessarily a game for Rocco to start. When we play the likes of De'Aaron Fox, Austin Reeves, these guys, Terrence Mann is going to be John Morant. I can't believe I mentioned Austin Reeves first. I guess I was just going off the top of the standings of what I think they may be. Devin Booker's of the world, Bradley Beal. You'd rather have Terrence guarding these guys than Rocco. So that was Ty Lue's thinking. And with Russell Westbrook, you want a guy that's really going to run with him. Zubats, Kawhi, and Paul, they play more of the half-court game. But Terrence, not only will he cut, and one thing point guards love are cutters, Terrence will run with Russ. And what I like about this lineup is it really prioritizes defense. You've got four guys that can guard on the ball to a solid level. Russ is the one that I really want to see the consistent effort from because if he brings it, everybody on this team can guard. And defense leading to offense is how the Clippers play when they're at their best. We have good defensive personnel, but last season Ty Lue didn't really prioritize them lineup-wise, and you saw the Clippers have a below-average defense. Now with that starting lineup, I think we're going to be able to create a lot of turnovers and get easy baskets with Russ and Terrence. And of course, Kawhi and Paul. I mean, Kawhi creates steals. He and Paul George have long arms. They're disruptive. You add Terrence Mann to that mix, who's always fighting for a loose ball. Westbrook, who's got great athleticism. We have athletes in that starting lineup. Nobody's under 6'3", and they're all strong and athletic. So, I mean, you can say Zoo's not necessarily very athletic, but he's seven feet tall and has more spring in his step than people give him credit for. So I absolutely love that starting lineup. I think it's one of the best starting lineups in the league. Terrence Mann is going to be dared to shoot. He needs to keep the defense honest. But that's the main reason why I feel like Terrence got the nod over Rocco. It's the point of attack defense. He's young. And if he's the one really holding up the Harden trade, then he should be playing this much. He should be getting 30 minutes a game now that he's a starter. 28 at minimum. So anywhere between 28 to 31 I think he's going to be guarding the best players a lot. And if you're wondering, why should Terrence Mann guard the best players and you have Kawhi and Paul George? Where, well, Kawhi and Paul are our best two offensive players, our best two players, and you don't want them working too hard, especially with their injury history and age. So you need someone like Terrence to do that dirty work. And that's why he's so important to this team. You take him off of it. Are we asking Nico Batum to guard at the point of attack now? Are we asking Paul George to guard the likes of De'Aaron Fox, John Morant, Steph Curry, the whole game? Because James Harden and Russell Westbrook doing it? I mean, come on. Kawhi Leonard, we don't want him doing all that, especially in the regular season. So Terrence Mann is very vital to our team, and I think this is prioritizing him the best. He has shown he's the man for the big occasion, bigger game, he shows up, and it's because he does the little things that help you win even if he's not shooting well, the things that don't show up in the stat sheet, running the floor, to give the player that's on the fast break someone to pass to and not letting the defense get set. Cutting to the basket, offensive rebounds, diving for a loose ball. All these little things are the things that Terrence Mann does that do not go in the stat sheet. He's a high IQ guy, played a couple of years under Leonard Hamilton at FSU. Mom was a coach, recently was an assistant coach at the Atlanta Dream just two years ago. Terrence has a good basketball mind and he's going to blend in 
with this lineup really well, in my opinion. For the people that think he and Russ aren't a good fit, I don't necessarily know what you were seeing last season. I think he and Russ add some pace. And as I said, point guards that are good passers love cutters. And it adds to our defensive personnel. Now, our second unit, where does that leave them? I'm going with Bones Highland. Remember, Ty said 10-man rotation, trim to nine eventually. When I say, what I think he means by eventually is second half of the season type. But here are the five guys I got coming off the bench right now. Bones Highland, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, Nico Batum, and Mason Plumley. KJ Martin as 11th. I know that may surprise some people. I think you can make an argument for KJ over Nico because minutes-wise, KJ was getting more in the preseason. But Nico just shows... I know who he is, right, as a player. I don't really know who KJ Martin is except for that he's a vertical threat and he's a good athlete. But we want guys that can shoot, right? Although, you know what? Now that I think about it, let me let me scratch that. Nico will be the 11th. He's going to come in whenever somebody's out. Right now, Bones Highland's out, so... I think Nico will play, but KJ will always play because with Mason Plumley, as I talked about a couple episodes ago, Mason in the high post, I think is partially because we want KJ Martin coming off screens and rolling to the basket, being in that dunker spot where Mason has pulled the center out and now he can pass it and throw some lobs potentially to KJ because Mason has a good passing ability. So KJ Martin, Mason Plumley, Robert Covington, that's a good amount of size right there. And then Norman Bones. How good of a defender is KJ Martin. The thing about that second unit is we have a lot of negative defenders, but Bones Highland showed some really good things defensively in preseason. How good will he be throughout the course of the regular season? That remains to be seen. But Ty Lu did say, and I've suggested this, and it's what we saw last season, you're always going to have one of Kawhi or Paul on the court. So it's going to never just be those five together. You're going to have one of the big two in at all times. So then the lineup automatically becomes better defensively who guards the best player in that particular lineup at the point of attack i would probably have to say roco for that unit but see that's why you can make the case for nico to play some minutes because nico can still guard the point of attack for a little bit so it'll be interesting to see what ty goes with on wednesday against portland but all i know is i think he made the right choice starting wise but coming up, going to be talking about the point guard rotation. It's a little bit thin with Bones Highland out. What does that mean for the Clippers and why Xavier Moon was cut? Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the nfl season fanduel official partner of the nfl all right so the second unit talked about them terrence man starting i'm absolutely loving that what about the case for norman powell so I've seen some people on Twitter say that they like Norman Powell starting because his skills are 
best off the ball attacking closeouts playing off stars but my counter to that is we've seen Norman Powell start with one of and sometimes both Paul George and Kawhi and he just shot hunts we don't want him taking the ball away and ending possessions by shooting ill-advised shots and taking them away from Kawhi and Paul whereas when he comes off the bench he has the license to really be aggressive and I like him in that role they also can't really guard and then when we put Norman in the starting lineup, we go back to that point of attack conversation. Now, is Paul George guarding the best players every night to start games? We can do that, but they're going to target Norm and Russ over and over, especially Norm. So I think it's good to start Terrence Mann, no one that can get hunted. If you want to, tr- the funny part is if teams try to hunt Russ, that's when he really takes it personally. So good luck. And I think that's going to be awesome to look at as well. But the point guard rotation for the clips, speaking of Russ and Bones, got a little bit thinner with the announcement that Xavier Moon was cut. And I just got to say, I feel bad for Xavier Moon. I think he's a really solid player. He's small, but he's got a good jump shot, great elevation on his shot, plays without fear, really shifty and quick, gets to the basket, plays D, and he's a solid passer as well. His size is what will be the biggest roadblock in him being an NBA player, but I really think there's an NBA player there, and I think if teams need a backup point guard or need a third-string point guard, if one of your point guards goes down, I think Xavier Moon could come in as that backup and do a really solid job. I honestly don't know how much worse Xavier Moon is than Reggie Jackson right now. No disrespect to Reggie. And Reggie's set to be the backup point guard for the Nuggets to start the season and actually get minutes this time around. So, I don't know. I think Xavier Moon is good enough. I just feel bad for him. The Clippers have a really deep team, and they needed to make some cuts. And Xavier Moon was a casualty. So let me read the current roster. I want to see if it's updated right now. It is. So here we go. We got Nicholas Batum, Brandon Boston, Kobe Brown, Amir Coffey, Robert Covington. That's five. Paul George, Bones Highland, Kawhi Leonard, Terrence, and KJ. That's ten. And then we have Marcus Morris, who's still on the roster, Mason Plumley, Norman Powell, Russell Westbrook, and Ivica Zubats. That's 15. And then the three two-way contracts of Musa Diabate, Jordan Miller, and Josh Primo, who have not heard about his status being anywhere close to playing right now. So we'll see about that. But the Clippers are pretty thin at the point guard. Primo would technically be that third guy, but if he's not close to playing, that leaves the Clippers in a bit of a predicament right now with Bones Highland out. And I have not heard any updates on Bones except for that he was wearing a boot and he was at practice, obviously not participating. But I don't think he'll be ready for opening night, sadly. I don't think he will be. So what I believe the Clippers need to do is obviously we're going to have Russ, Terrence, Kawhi, Paul, and Zeus starting. Just the sound of that is amazing. Off the bench, we're going to stagger one of Kawhi or Paul, and we're going to have 10 guys right away with KJ, Nico, Rocco, Mason, and Norm. So we'll have one of Kawhi or Paul playing at that point guard spot. Might see even a little bit of point Terrence when Russ is out of the game. But look, Kawhi and Paul can run some point for a couple of games. I know they don't want to do it, but it's a couple of games. If they really don't want the ball... Then, okay, stagger Terrence and Russ as well. Because we know Terrence is not to do anything. So that's the beauty of having Terrence. And he sometimes seems frustrated with the fact that he never knows what his role is. I think this year he has this role. I just think if Kawhi and Paul are that stingy about not playing point forward when Bones Highland's injured and Russ is out of the game, then that's ridiculous. 
And by the way, I heard that the reason why Terrence Mann is being listed, at, you know, I don't know if he's going to be in the starting lineup as power forward, if it's going to look like Kawhi at that spot when they uh, list the starting lineup on TV in the first game. But I heard it's because Paul George doesn't like being labeled at that. Kawhi doesn't care. And he actually clarified that by saying, I, I my days of bulking up are done. I just want to be quicker. I consider myself more of a two or a three, not really at the four. So it's Paul George that feels uncomfortable playing there more so than Kawhi. But that's okay. Because now Terrence, Kawhi, and Paul are just going to guard players with, that are not necessarily positions, whatever's best on a given night. First game, let me tell you what's going to happen. Russ is going to guard Scoot Henderson. Terrence will start on Simons. Kawhi will start on Jeremy Grant. Paul George will guard Shadon Sharp. And Zoo will be matched up against Aiton. Now, I'm going to be talking about that game on Tuesday's episode. That's going to be a crossover episode with Mike Richmond from Locked On Blazers. It's going to be my first time meeting him and collaborating with him, so I'm excited about that. And also, the one biggest weakness of this unit, in my opinion, that starting lineup of the Clips, rebounding. Everybody needs to rebound. It shouldn't be an issue, but size-wise, we're a little small at the forwards, at the power forwards, but at that second biggest guy being our second tallest guy in this lineup is Paul George. Our second biggest guy weight-wise is Kawhi. So everyone needs to rebound. Russ is a great rebounder. Terrence is a very good rebounder. Kawhi, very good rebounder. Paul, good rebounder as well. Zoo, also very good. We just need to realize it's going to be gang rebounding. We're going to be a little undersized. Got a box out. We're going to be scrambling a lot defensively because we have the personnel to scramble and run guys off the line and whatnot and make good rotations, quicker rotations because of our length and size. But when those scrambles are happening, we need to make sure we find a body and everybody needs to box out. No ball watching. And I'm looking at Paul and Russ specifically. So... We get that done. We gang rebound. It's going to be off to the races, and I think it's going to be awesome. So I'm so happy about that news. I couldn't wait to do this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what your thoughts were on Terrence starting. Did you prefer Rocco starting? Maybe Norm? Maybe Marcus Morris? Just kidding. Let me know what you think. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, where I recently came out with some videos that I'm going to be trying to do way more of this season, and that's literal fan interviews at the arena, talking to Clipper fans. I ask them a bunch of questions about their expectations for the season, whether they're pro-hardened trade or not, how they feel about Terrence starting. So go check that out on my personal YouTube channel, Dime Dropper. Clipper fans talking about Harden and more, but... Locked on Clippers, you got to subscribe to this as well. Five days a week, the only five-day-a-week Clipper podcast. Monday through Friday, subscribe, hit the notification bell, listen wherever you get your podcasts. The age-old proverb continues. We're only two, na- t- two days away. Can't believe it. Go Clippers.